When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pleasant Monday afternoon to you. Welcome to your lunchtime and welcome to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app, use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. And yes, it's a big day. Jalen Hurts getting paid. More importantly, though, Kevin Warren First day on the job, Mark Harmon, Nicholas Moriano with you on the CHGO Bears podcast. Adam Hogue off today, back tomorrow. Nick, what were you doing at 547 this morning? Mark, I was still sleeping. I got up at 6, though, so he beat me by a couple of minutes. What about yourself? What were you doing at 547? Yeah, we're showing for our audio listeners, we're showing Kevin Warren walk into Hallis Hall. The sun is not out. It's 547 in the morning. He walks right up to... The George Hallis statue stares at it weirdly and then proceeds to walk into the building. This, like there's snow coming down. He's wearing, I think that's a black trench coat that he has on. And then when he walks into his office, nobody's there to greet him on the first day with a, you know, a fresh bagel and a schmear. No one, no one there with the coffee. If I was, I just I want to let the Bears know. I mean, I'm very busy here at CHGO, but at 5:47 in the morning, in the future, I would have time to be the designated greeter for Kevin Warren to welcome him into the office and say hello and get him going in on his day. He's got a very fancy uh, conference room in his office. He's got a great Bears chair that apparently Lawrence Benedetto, our fine producer, talent extraordinaire, gave to one of his buddies at a prior work stop. And he's wearing the tie. He's got the suit on. And he's ready to go. And the Bears helmet is behind him. I feel better about my Bears life here, Nick. Yeah, anyone that walks in with a trench coat, I know you mean business. You're about to start, you know, your job, right? You're going to get down to figuring out everything that's wrong with the Bears and making it right again. But it is, it is a significant day, right, Mark? It's a start of something new here. Um, in the Spares organization, players are reporting for off-season workouts as well. So big day on this April 17th, this Monday to start off the week. We had a big day here at CHGO, too. Bears after dark tonight. We're And in the back end of this show, we're going to get into what you would like Kevin Warren to do first and foremost in, uh, as he takes over the reins from Ted Phillips as he becomes the man that is in charge not only of stadium development but also just leading the bears to hopefully their first super bowl damn it since 1985 that they win all right uh so big news in the nfl world today with jalen hurts getting a an enormous contract and one that is being widely just all the love given to howie roseman the eagles general manager who many consider the best gm in the business getting ahead of the curve getting his deal done before, you know, Joe Burrow 
is going to be set mm-hmm. up to get paid a lot. You know, uh, same thing with Justin Herbert. Lamar's still sitting out there. I don't think that's as relevant, but the market's always just going up and up and up and up. And here comes Hertz uh, getting the significant dollars here, $179.304 million in guaranteed money. Um, there's always weird stuff with the NFL. It's $110 million fully guaranteed at signing, $126.5 million fully guaranteed by March 2024, $179 million in total guarantees, $255 million overall. Bottom line, highest paid player in NFL history. Uh, that's where Jalen Hurts is coming in with a $255 million five-year extension. And you can't help it as a Bears fan think, what does this mean for paying Justin Fields in the future? Yeah, Mark, I think, you know, it provides not not necessarily a blueprint, right? Because obviously Jalen Hurts was not in, in 2021, his stats, how he finished the season. There's a lot of speculation of what he could be as a quarterback, but then you get surrounded with the right weapons and you see what he does for the Philadelphia Eagles organization is able to one, take them to the Super Bowl, but does so being just one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But if you're a Bears fan looking at it from, you know, this vantage point, it does give you maybe some hope of what can be, not what is guaranteed to be by any means, but what can be if you're starting to surround Justin Fields with the right weapons, he gets another year in Luke Getz's system, is able to become more of the, the quarterback that, you know, I think Bears fans still envision him being. And I think that's what this maybe provides is like, okay, look what happens when you give a young quarterback weapons. You can see what he's actually capable of. And that's what I'm thinking a lot of Bears fans, even us here at CHGO are wondering, Justin Fields can be like the next Jalen Hurts and maybe even better than that in terms of a talent perspective. But a lot of work needs to be done, Mark, but it does provide like some, I guess, again, a little bit of clarity of it can be done. Just there's a lot of individual effort, a lot of talent that needs to be surrounded by the quarterback and a scenario that works ideally for the quarterback coach that can make this all happen. See some of our amazing regulars in the comments there. Crystal, if everything goes well, Fields' contract will potentially be a great one. I think, uh, and Crystal's saying, I think, greater than what Jalen gets. It's, it's Listen, even the most optimistic Bears fan out there, if Greg Braggs was on this show right now, and Braggs will be here for Bears After Dark tonight, um, even you, Nick, you're an optimistic Bears fan. I don't think anybody thinks the Bears are going to the Super Bowl next year, per se. Um, so he's not going to quite have the resume that, that Jalen had going, you know, to get his new paper. But it is a reminder that it is going to be expensive. And unfortunately for the Bears, when they drafted Justin Fields, they were in the middle of the final year of Matt Nagy, so that's a wasted year. Now you have a first year of Ryan Poles, who's tearing down the team and eating dead cap money because that's what he absolutely had to do. So I'm not going to call last year a wasted year, but it's certainly not an ideal year. And now you're going into year three with 7,000 needs, and you're attacking some of it. You're doing what you can, DJ Moore at the top of that list, but you're still not going to be going into year three in any ideal scenario. And so the Bears are behind the curve. There's just no way around it. And so there's an enormous amount of pressure, I suppose, on Fields and the Bears to you know make a collective step this year so you can feel comfortable in paying him. And the other side of it is it might actually, in some weird way, maybe benefit the Bears because 
Hurts or Fields won't have quite the resume to get paid like all these quarterbacks are getting paid. So maybe you get him on a slightly more friendly team deal than you would have been if you were all set up. And then he explodes and he becomes the greatest value in Bears history. That would be the ideal scenario the way I see it. Yeah, Mark, that would be the ideal scenario too. And I'll say this, like obviously when you look at the Eagles situation last year, you have the two top wide receivers in Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, both going over 1,000 yards. You have a top five rusher in Miles Sanders. But then you also have one of the best offensive lines in football. When we're looking at the Bears situation, even heading into 2023, 10 days before the draft, you do have D.J. Moore. That's a nice uh, asset as your number one wide receiver. Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. The wide receiver room is looking a lot better than what it did last year. You still want to see what Deontay Foreman can do as a running back there. But the offensive line is the big difference maker between what I'm looking at, like the Bears situation right now, what the Eagles was uh, a season ago. But there's still the draft, so you can still add some good players there. But that's not to say that with the group that is currently here, you're going to see a better evaluation of Justin Fields, no doubt. I think that, too, is ultimately what's also in the goal of Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, as they're looking at 2023. They just want to know, can Justin Fields be their guy and be that guy that they feel comfortable with still building around and adding more of those pieces as they continue this this um, rebuild, right, for the Bears organization. But still a lot of work to be done. But that's a good situation to be in, Mark, right, that you have to pay your quarterback all this money because he's one of the best players on the team. You have a guy that you believe in and that you can move forward with. I think that's a situation the Bears would ideally want to be in. Excellent point, Nick. You just brought it up to me. You got me excited about paying Justin Fields tons of money because you absolutely have to pay him because he just is that good. And everything else, you, by the way, you teed up around uh, the offensive line takes me to a very important announcement, which, of course, is our draft party coming up a week from Thursday and Friday. That's right. There's two nights we're going to be out at Joe's. Uh, 60 bucks, 60 bucks to get in the door. Joe's bar, uh, for those in the audio space, 940 West Weed Street, Goose Island's going to be flowing. There's the Hong Kong, uh, Look, the price gets you your drink package. Uh, and look, we're, uh, just for the record, you know, we are here to hang out and, uh, give hugs and have fun, and this is not some, uh, you know, we're, we're the, the, the price to get in is to cover your drink fees, and so you can just hang out. We're not uh, obviously trying to get uh, rich on the big draft party here, so come and hang out with us. We want to we spend the draft with you, and uh, everybody who signs up to uh, just show you, show you the love for coming out, we are giving you a CHGO Midway shirt, the Bear incredible uh chgo shirt which is one of my favorites is included in your ticket price so t-shirts aplenty drinks aplenty nick's not going to be there but we'll be there in spirit because he's going to be out at hallis hall but i'll be there and adam hogue will be there and our friend uh cory wooten will be there will dewitt will be there Kevin Kadick will be there. Jake Flanagan will be there. Everybody else, uh, a lot of people from CHGO. I don't know who. I'm sure they'll be showing up as well. So it's going to be a great time uh, next Thursday and next Friday. And yeah, Mark, real quickly, real quick. Yeah, like, you know, yes. for people who have watched the draft at home, like it is an awesome experience, even if you're just watching at home. But wouldn't it be so like a different experience if you're around a bunch of Bears fans, you're all watching and waiting to see what the bears do and you get to experience it together so if you're a little hesitant about going out for the draft maybe this being your first time 
this would be an awesome opportunity to just do that. It'd be a bun- among a bunch of Bears fans. Bring your friends along, too. It's going to be a great time. I, like like Mark said, I won't be there, but I know everybody that's going to go out and hang out is going to have an amazing time. So definitely think about it. And, and Mubs, you don't get out on that if Nick's not going. I ain't going. That That's that's painful, Mubs. Mubs in the chat. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm representing Nick. Um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll probably like tune in. Like you'll probably bring me in from Hallis Hall. You'll hear my voice at least. So that should be, you know, if you're hesitant about it, if I'm not going to no, be there, that should bring Nick, you in. Nick, I didn't, I wasn't going to tell you, but we, we have a life-size poster of you that is uh-huh. in production right now. And, 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 and it actually uh, talks too. So uh, <laughs> that's a little weird. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's all, it's there, there'll be plenty of Nick at, at Joe's. So uh, come on out, which um, yeah, the draft is just getting super, super interesting. Um, and there is just a lot of talk around Jalen Carter right now and the bears and rumors. Uh, one of my more interesting ones that, that, that piqued my interest was the Steelers. Apparently, uh, Football Morning in America had a tidbit in there that uh, one of the best rumors that they've heard is that Pittsburgh is interested in trading up from 17 to 9 to draft Jalen Carter. And then the speculation continues that Mike Tomlin would be the absolute perfect person for Jalen Carter. I find that to be a very interesting question for Bears fans. Would you rather if Carter is indeed there at nine, which most or many do not expect him to be, going five to Seattle or six to Detroit? Atlanta's meeting with Carter too, um, all in front of the Bears. But if he indeed is there at nine, would you rather take Carter and or say that trade was there or move down with Pittsburgh and get best O lineman? Best whoever uh, that that is left at, at 17. And I just want to clarify something on Jalen Carter because I've been sitting with myself on this one, Nick. Because I am a second chances, even third chances, mm-hmm. perhaps even fourth chances, depending on what's gone wrong with you in life, guy. Life is a journey. We are all moving towards our own finish line. We all are hopefully learning and growing along the way. So I'm not – when I've been saying on the show – is that I don't think the Bears will take him, all right? And I don't. I, I, my, my, my guess is that he is not the type of guy that Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren, George McCaskey, et cetera, Matt Eberflus are going to bring into the building. That's my guess, strictly a guess. Now, if they do pick him, I will 100% support it because he is – an elite talent and Mm -hmm. people are allowed to grow up in life. What he's done is not ideal showing up out of shape at his pro day and going really fast in the car and having something terrible happen. Not even close to ideal, but is he worthy of an opportunity going forward? If he does the right things and do the bears feel like they could be the organization that would put him with the right support to help him grow up rapidly, to be a huge contributor, hopefully on and off the field. That's interesting. And if he turns into this mature, now, you know, growing into 23, 24, 25 year old, giving back, if we make, if we do this in a utopian way, I mean, that would be a great story. 
and he could be wrecking offenses uh, all across the league and helping the Bears win football games. Again, I don't think the Bears will do it, but I, I want to be clear. Like, I'm not going to be sitting here saying that that, that uh, this is an absolutely horrible decision. Um, I just don't think they will. But that's, if, if they do it, then I, then I will be extremely interested to see what level of support they're going to give this guy and how he's going to use it to be the best Jalen Carter that he can be. Yeah, Mark, for me, I think over the past, like, now two weeks, I've been coming more around to the idea that if Jalen Carter is there, if he's falling, teams are maybe a little hesitant to take him and are not wanting to risk, you know, a top 10 pick on a guy that has some some red flags off the field and he's there at nine. I, you know, I think the Bears would take a chance, uh, take a chance on Jalen Carter. But the thing is, like, I get the whole idea, like, if, you know, that rumor about the Steelers wanting to come up to go get him, like, that is a great, I think, infrastructure to put him with. Mike Tomlin He's the, he seems like a guy that doesn't take a lot of shit. So if you're Jalen Carter, he's going to put you straight. And if you're looking for a trade back compensation, not only would I think you'd get 17, but they also have 32. You know, the Bears pick, right? That The one that they, they, they used to go get Claypool. Like, that's an area in the part of the draft, the back, you know, after 15 there, where I think you can get uh, a higher pick like that. And that's ideally what the Bears would like to, to get in return if you're going to trade back that far to 17. But the idea of Jalen Carter being on a Chicago Bear is something that, you know, Dane Brugler, he had his seven-round mock draft come out today, which is an insane thing to do. But he did it. He had Jalen Carter there for uh, the Chicago Bears to take at number nine. There's actually seven defensive players in the top ten uh, in his uh, first round there that went uh, to, you know, the, the teams before him. But, like, I think that's an idea. Like, if he's there at nine, I would not – I would not be um, shocked if the Bears drafted Jalen Carter because he would be an immediate impactor on that defense. And imagine what it does to the two linebackers they just signed. It makes their jobs easier. That young secondary that was balling out towards the end of the year, that makes their job a lot easier. Now, obviously, he's got to transition from what he was doing at Georgia to the NFL, have more consistency, have more of a motor in terms of when, like, as the game goes on, you saw him later in games kind of disappear but Jalen Carter's a force. And if he's there at nine, I would think the Bears would take him. I'm pausing because I'm kind of shocked that Nick is saying that he thinks the Bears will take him. Um, Daniel Trump, I see him in the check. Why trade back? I don't understand taking impact player at nine. And if, if you're drafting Jalen Carter at nine, it's because you think he's going to be an impact player. But the reason why you would trade back is multifold. First of all, 9 to 17, I hope you're getting more than just the 32 pick back. I hope uh, if you're doing that, I hope you're getting a first round pick from the Steelers next year, which I would think considering the Steelers roster would be right around where they're at right now. Be getting a pick 15 to 20. I don't I don't think Kenny Pickett and company are going to rise up and be some incredible team and that now you're late in the first round. I'd say, I'd say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to continue to be the Mike Tomlin Pittsburgh Steelers competitive, but not great. So pair that with wherever the Bears are next year. Now you got three first-round picks next year. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are well set up. To go back to 17 to get to 32, eh, uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't excite me as much. But look, the, the reason why you would do it 
there's you know there's so much information out there right now, but one of the things I came across today, overthecap.com, 38%, according to overthecap, overthecap.com, 38% of the top 10 picks in the NFL draft have signed, te- have signed second deals with teams. This is dating back to 2011. And just one-third of those picked 11 through 20 have re-signed with teams. All right? So one-third from 11 to 20 and 38% in the top 10. All right? It is an inexact science. Extremely inexact. If we rewind back, the Bears did well in 2020. Cole Komet at 43. Jalen Johnson at 50 in the second round. You know it was 53? Nick, that drafted would that be Jalen Hurts? That would be Jalen Hurts, Nick. That would be the MVP candidate. Have we been looking for a quarterback in this city since the city was built before the fire, <laughs> pretty much? Yeah, so, basically. I mean, and the Bears did well that year. They're gonna. I mean, I if you had to bet, and they should, I would extend Cole Komet. I'd extend Jalen Johnson. Mm-hmm. So those are you know considering the numbers that we just gave you, thirty eight percent of the top ten. Um, a third, 11 to 20, these are two second-round draft picks that are going to get second contracts, hopefully with the Bears. That's a hell of a job. Credit to you, Ryan Pace. Um, but, eh. um, Yeah, Mark, I mean, I, th- I think yeah. there's a lot of sense, though, like with, with trading back even at nine, because if you were to go, you know, even in the you know 15 to 20 range, like I think ideally you could still get one of the tackles that you right. like a lot on this right. draft. And then you get that draft capital for later because you're getting more opportunities to get impact, still impact players. Like just because you're not in the top 10 doesn't mean you're not getting an impact player. You're going to get somebody that's most likely going to start on this bears team this season. And if you can get draft capital for also this year, and you're obviously looking in 2024, then you're just giving yourself more opportunities to fill all this. There's still a lot of holes on this roster, you guys. So it still makes a lot of sense for me if the Bears were to move out of that top 10 because not only are you getting an impact player still, but you're also just getting more opportunities to get more later. Like, it makes a lot of sense to me if the Bears want to go that route. So it just depends who's available. No Jalen Carter's there. Tyree Wilson's gone. The top two corners are gone. And then you have all three tackles still available at nine. Like, yeah, I think that's an opportunity where Ryan Pohl says, let's trade back. Let's see how this board still falls. And let's still get an impact player if a team is willing to move up and go get a guy that they really like. You think the top two corners are going to be gone at nine? By nine? Uh, yeah, I think that's a real possibility. Um, if we're looking at, again, just how Dan Brugler had it today, like Christian Gonzalez goes to the Lions at six. They just lost um, Okuda. And then you also had Devin Witherspoon, who I was just watching his tape this past weekend. Mark, if the Bears go Devin Witherspoon at nine, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be I, – I get it. I get it. That dude is going to be awesome in the NFL. But he went number seven. So those are the top two corners. And then they obviously took Carter in that at nine in that draft. But, yeah, I could see a scenario where two of the, two of the, the top two corners are gone before the ninth pick. All right, I'd, I'd be I'd be extremely surprised, but uh, then again, I'd be surprised. I'd I'd be surprised if Carter got to uh, to nine, which is also predicted in that same thing. I think Jalen. We can run through this again on another show. I don't want to do it right now, but uh, mm-hmm. 
the the whole point of it though is what you're getting at look I'm happy with Paris Johnson Jr. I'm happy with Peter Skaronsky. I'm happy with Broderick Jones. One of them is going to be at 17, and so I will take the third guy and and go that direction. And or if they're all gone, then okay, maybe I'm going off the board and I'm doing I'm taking a playmaker, um, some interesting stuff on Jackson Smith and Jigba that we can get for a second. By the way, uh, but I do want to remind you, there's so much going on right now. NBA playoffs. Thank you, by the way, DraftKings. You already want to pay me out on my Lakers bet. I am. What I tell you, Nick, fourteen <laughs> to one. They want to pay me double on my bet already that the Lakers are going to win the Western Conference. Should I take the out right now and take my dollars? I think I'm going to wait it out because the West mm-hmm. is wide open and the Lakers are healthy and it's making me nauseous. Uh, but look, we're not talking about DraftKings right now. We are talking about Fubo TV and their 140 live channels of sports and shows and movies and news that you can stream live to your TV from any device. The most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Look at those Cubbies going out west, taking two or three from the Dodgers. And don't worry, White Sox fans, they're going to turn it around at at any second here. That's right. You get NBC Sports Chicago, you get Marquee, and you get a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Sign up, starts watching, 1,000 hours of the cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Uh, NFL Draft on the ESPN NFL Network, NHL Draft on on ESPN, NHL NBA Playoffs, uh, all of it. Watch it there. And, uh, yeah, use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of FUBU Pro. FUBO Pro. Thank you very much, FUBU. FUBO Pro. (laughs) FUBO's great. And so, you guys, is Shady Rays. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather, not today, it's it's snowing and it was like, you know, very sunny and beautiful out this past week, but it'll get back to that. And you can use your Shady Rays, which have polarized, premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn here at CHGO. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Like I tell you guys every single time, I keep my Shady Rays in my car because I know I have durable and reliable sunglasses for anything that I'm doing on that particular day. And what's awesome, you guys, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is going to give you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two or more polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And one more thing, we're talking about all this, this Bears coverage right now. And as you know, CHGO Bears offseason coverage is brought to you by ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at ComEd.com slash Powering Biz. There we go. Congratulations, by the way, are in order for... That's right, number 18, Dante Pettis back on a one-year deal. There you go, Dante. We uh, appreciate you. 27 years old, played in all 17 games last year, and that's when I saw him, by the way, in the locker room one week with his ankle the size of, uh, I don't know, the planet Mars. It was enormous, but he made it out by Sunday. Seven starts last year, 19 passes caught. That's not a lot for 245 yards, so why are they signing him? Well, he did get in the end zone uh, three times. And I think we're looking mostly at uh, he looked great returning punts. So uh, Dante back on a one-year deal. They already signed EQ for a one-year deal. They got DJ Moore. You have draft picks. 
It's a little bit interesting to me, the Dante part, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you factor in the Valus Jones Jr. element of Dante taking that job, and maybe they end up cutting Dante, but uh, bringing back Dante Pettis was uh, you know, the news of the day outside of Kevin Warren showing up in the building on his first day. Yeah, Mark, too. I, I think this this makes sense for the Bears. Like The role Dante Pettis had to play last season wasn't ideal for him, right? When you have a guy like Darnell Mooney go down, you don't have DJ Moore at this point, you're asking guys like Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis to play one spot above where they're supposed to be at on a wide receiver depth chart. So they're now moved up in the progressions for Justin Fields, and that just ideally – wasn't where a guy like Dante Pettis or even Equinemius St. Brown should have been. But now that you have more guys that are at the top of the roster, like I could, as a fourth or fifth option, you should be okay with Dante Pettis. And like you said, the punt returning, he looked the most confident at the position. When we saw uh, a guy like Valus Jones Jr., there was some hesitancy there. And with, with uh, Dante Pettis, you know, he knew what to do with that position. And actually, too, the three widers, the three touchdowns that he caught last season was the most among wide receivers. And I know like that that shouldn't be any that should be blown away, hopefully, in this 2023 season. But look, I get why the, the Bears made this signing. And it doesn't even guarantee that he's a lock to make this team if they were to go draft a guy and like someone ascends. Like, but this is a guy that obviously knows the system. You bring him back, he does slot into be your number one punt returner. But you had an interesting question here, Mark. Like, what does this mean for a guy like Valus Jones Jr., who was supposed to be brought in to be your return specialist? It doesn't it, at the punt returner spot. That doesn't seem to be his, you know, his spot. But at kick returner, I could see that. But for him, where does he get mixed into the the whole depth chart of the wide receiver room now? Because there are a lot of there are a lot of guys now in this wide receiver room for twenty twenty three. I mean, I'm seeing in the chat here from I re, I relentless that Valus needs to take this personal. That's not the personality of Valus Jones Jr. for the record. Mm -hmm. Valus is, he believes in himself. He is sort of a whatever's meant to be, meant to be guy. Um, I I don't think the Bears are looking to cut Valus. This is a third round pick, 74 overall. Granted, an older rookie, but they certainly didn't draft him to cut him in his second year. Did they see enough this year that, like, yep, got that wrong, we're going to cut ties? I mean, that's where it's ultimately feel like feels like it's heading. But is Valus just a, you know, kick returner, gadget guy in 2023? That would be my guess. Uh, you do get into a numbers game, though. Somebody's not going to be on this roster. So, you know, it's, it's a long way from here. But I, I'm just – if I'm Valus today – and I'm living in reality, doesn't feel good that they're bringing back Dante Pettis. It just doesn't. Now, does it also mean, by the way, that they're not as interested in drafting a wide receiver this year at all? Do they look at that room as as finished? You're shaking your head no, Nick. No, I don't, I don't think it should, Mark. And again, you look at like the deals that Equinemius St. Brown and, and a Dante Pettis signed. It's, you know, they're only guaranteed for this next season, right? So it's not, they're not looking at long-term solutions and Ideally, if the board falls right where they see a, you know, a rookie wide receiver that they like, that they can keep on a rookie contract that can be more productive than those two guys, then they do it. No questions asked. But it would be I think it would be really disappointing. And it could be the scenario that Valus Jones Jr. is in if he is just a kick returner and kind of gadget specialist on offense. 
because that you don't draft that in the third round. That that shouldn't be. That was the only wide receiver that Ryan Poles drafted. Ideally, when he's looking at it, this would probably be your deep one of your deep threats that you would have on an offense. So if he's just like your gadget guy, that's going to give you a jet sweep or two in a game, one vertical route a game, and maybe draw a pass interference called. Like that's not that's not what you draft in the third round. You can find those guys with those traits later on in the draft. But hopefully for Valus Jones Jr., he sees this as just okay. I gotta earn my I gotta earn my time, my place, and my opportunities in this offense because Dante Pettis knows this offense, and so does so does Valus Jones Jr. So it's like when you go eleven personnel, Mark, most likely your three wide receivers on the field: DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. So it's when they go four or five wide uh, is when you're going to be seeing who's actually on top of the depth chart, but. I think it would be extremely disappointing, and Bears fans should be disappointed too if Bayless is just, in, in especially year two, a gadget guy who returns kicks. Like you want to see more out of a third round draft pick, in my opinion. And that also only that that feels like the best case scenario for him. Yeah. Uh, so, which is, it's the one question or one of the questions we should say that is kind of remaining on the Ryan Poles resume with the Bears, which you know, hey, we're Poles people here. Believe in Ryan, not going down that road at all. However, swings on uh, playmakers, Chase Claypool, Bayless Jones, right now, April 17th, that's 0 for 2. Now, can that become a 1 for 2 this season with Chase? And he's, you know, getting comfortable with Justin Fields, going mm-hmm. to Bulls games, working out, and understanding the offense, and all that's going to turn. Maybe, hopefully. But right now, that's 0 for 2. And it's just interesting. I don't think the Bears are the least bit going to, even if they trade it back to 17 and all the offensive linemen went off the board, I still don't think they would go for a wide receiver. But there was an interesting note in the Football Morning in America piece with, with Peter King today talking about Jackson Smith and Jigba, who he writes, and I, and I quote, there's not an overriding negative on Smith and Jigba, an excellent receiver prospect. The Ohio State football season was five months long last year, including practice, and Smith and Jigba got a left hamstring injury early, played 60 snaps in total, 60 snaps total in three games, and never got on the field in the, in the last 10 weeks. He runs a 4 for a 40. I'm not the only one wondering how is Smith and Jigba the top-rated receiver on so many boards with 10 days to go. So I thought that was interesting. And I've I've had the same thoughts. Like, eh, mm-hmm. it's interesting to me that this guy did not play, and everyone and, and did not run uh, at the combine. Now did have his pro day, all off of a hamstring injury. Was about to get you know was about to get cracked all over the NFL field. I think it's got to make you at least a little bit nervous. Yeah, Mark. For me, like, I I think all of us here at CSU we like Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? He's going to be a good player in the NFL, but. I'm not I wouldn't be overly upset, mad if the Bears like he was on the board. He's there at nine. Okay, the Bears don't take him. Maybe they trade back. He's there at 17. They don't take him. I wouldn't be mad if they don't. Right? I like he's gonna be a good player, but I think there are other wide receivers in this draft too that the Bears can select that are also gonna help out this room. And like that does look, he hasn't played a lot, he hasn't played a lot of football it recently, right? So I think you gotta factor into those things if you're looking for Guys that can come in immediately impact if you're looking to draft a wide receiver high in this draft. And look, I'm saying this as a Jackson Smith and the Jigba fan. Love his game. I know he's going to separate in the middle of the field, create a lot of yards after the catch. But 
just things you got to consider as you know you're what nine ten days away from the draft and for the record i'd be excited about it but i'd be very nervous too it would be an excited nervous it'd be like let's put this into dating terms nick it'd be like the really attractive human being but kind of a wild card don't know what you're gonna get every day uh and not from a personality standpoint not from uh you know it's not the same thing as the jalen carter situation which would also be like that but this is from a you know we got the the concern here is the health you're not you're the full package could be great but you know we got some growing up to do here and in this case we got some healthing up to do and i've seen in the chat that i'd rather take Bijan than jackson smith and jigba um i watched a bunch of Bijan tape this morning there's one uh and, and you know there's one highlight against iowa state where he's in the slot and he goes down the seam and he makes a diving catch and it looks fantastic and it's like uh i don't know is that guy the best receiver on the bears instantly or the second best receiver and then you you know in the backfield he's he's getting tough yards he's doing uh you know he's getting he's getting chunk plays he's doing everything and they're and and rob schwartz i'm not saying Bijan at nine they're not gonna do Bijan at nine i'm saying you trade down and Maybe the alignment that you wanted are not there. You already have another first-round pick next year, and you're looking at a running back that's fallen and maybe a wide receiver that's fallen versus, I don't know, the, the, the fourth edge rusher or, or fourth corner. I'm interested in Bijan at that point for sure. Yeah, Mark, too. He was also a guy that Peter King wrote about in his article that came out today, and his he – uh, quoting what uh, Peter King wrote, his college coach, Steve Sarkeesian, told me Robinson could be a slot receiver regularly in the NFL. I've got the clips to convince you. I probably made a couple of receivers on our team mad last year, Sarkeesian said, but he had the best hands on our team. So he is a dual threat. He's a dual threat option that would be a mismatch nightmare for opposing defenses because you could split that guy out wide and have your linebacker on him, and you're just hoping and praying he's not going for 60 you know, on a wheel route or some slant route or whatever. But, like, he he's going to be a mismatch nightmare. He's going to be an amazing player in the NFL. Um, and, yeah, he can double up as a wide receiver at times when you need him to be. I mean, take it for what it's worth. It's his college coach. He's not going to crap on his player. Mm-hmm. But, quote, I'll read it. Bijan, not your typical first or second down back, not your typical third down back. He's an every down back who can run between the tackles, can make people miss on the perimeter, is extremely difficult to get on the ground in space, and can run routes like receivers. He can catch the ball like a receiver. I think the game of the NFL is really fit for his skill set, maybe to some degree a little better than the college, better than college, quite frankly. Um, and that's like, I don't know. What the 1,000th quote I've seen on Bijan just singing his praises as to what this dude's going to be in the NFL. Someone's getting a good player at some point. I, do, I will say, though, like in the tapes that I've watched, I haven't seen the one piece of running where he, he busts through in an insane way, Barry Sanders-level way, at least like, you know, elusiveness, and then all of a sudden, boom, gone. Like that, that little piece... Uh, I, I, maybe it's out there. I'm sure it is. But I, you know, I've I've seen a lot more just like incredibly tough, grindy runs, and almost, you know, uh, doing it. And then I've and then 
you can see him. He's, he's comfortable catching screen passes. He's comfortable lining up in the slot. He's physical. He's fast. All of it. So um, that would be trade down draft Bijan. Bears fans would go nuts. I think they would absolutely love it. There would be a, they'd be standing outside Ryan Poles' house cheering if that if that actually happened. Mark, I'm going to send you real quickly, and um, you can you can look it up on, on in the Bears Slack page. Just see if this just qualifies for. Look, it's not Barry. It's not quite Barry Sanders esque, but if it kind of works, which if you are a part of the diehard and you you're looking at our CHO draft board, I actually put this in over the weekend, I think. But I just sent it in the Bears beat. Right, and um, another guy that I want to talk about as you're kind of looking at that real quick and see if that qualifies, Mark. Uh, no. Pierce Karonsky. No, no. Like he, the little shiftiness, the boom. No, I know. I'm again, too, I didn't say it was exactly, <laughs> but there's some shiftiness. There's some playmaking ability in the traffic area where he makes things happen. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, the last one in that clip is, is kind of it. I've seen the, I've seen all the shift. I, I, I'm a, Nick. I'm in. I'm I've been singing <laughs> Bijan's praises. I, I I'm I'm totally in. I'm talking about I, I and and maybe and maybe it's see like this is it's cool. It's awesome. I mean he's all over the map. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see these and you know of course our the stream is bump, bumping it out. I mean he, <laughs> zoom going left, boom back right. Um, He's got all of That's that stuff. Dumb. And the last one, he's, he's, you know, it's at midfield, and he busts through, and then there's the, the whole team's chasing him. It, but I'm not I, – I, clearly he can do it. I'm just talking about the run one person over, and then, like, the corner is chasing him, and, and he's pulling away, and he's faster than everybody. I mean, that's, that's the elite running back, right? Um, mm-hmm. But he's got the speed. I, I get it. I, I, I'm – I don't think I could. He's going to be been, awesome. I've, He's going to be fun to watch. I I've cannot been on wait. Like, I've been on him for a long time. I'm just just pointing out the, the sort of the one little clip that I'm looking for. I haven't. Uh, I, the, I'm, I'm sure he can do it, but I just I, I haven't seen it. And, I don't, and, you know, things I would be betting on between Jalen Carter, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Bijan Robinson, any of the three being on the Bears, that would be a no, no, and no. I don't. I yeah, right. I agree with that, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did, but yeah. So, Cram trying to defend Hoagie's terrible mock draft. When did I do that? How did I? What did I do on? What did? When did I? Def, that's what did what did uh, Hoag? Hoagie has Lucas Van Ness. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Iowa. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. What do, went, what's going on? JSN in his uh, in his mock draft number two, I think. In mock draft number two. It's okay. been a while, but that's what I think. Uh, okay. I mean, it's been a lot I, of mocks. I, I, I might have to review. I, I no 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 disrespect to the to uh, the Hoagie mocks. Hoagie's doing a phenomenal job. Hoagie's been delving into the draft to, to deep to levels that are just uh incredibly impressive right nick i see it on your face oh a- absolutely absolutely um real quickly uh let's let's hit on the one of the last players that I, I think it's mocked a lot to the bears and again who was also mentioned peter king's article pierce garonsky and i'll read yeah. verbatim just kind of what he had about him pierce garonsky is an interesting case a northwestern tackle has a dreaded short arm plague and two teams in the top 10 see him now as a guard 
So what guard Chris Lindstrom got drafted 14th by the Falcons in 2019. And he's now a cornerstone player in Atlanta. Ditto Zach Martin 16th in Dallas. And with a slightly smaller exclamation point, Quinn Nelson six in Indy all got second contract. If Scaranzi's a great guard getting picked ninth or 12th or 15th is absolutely fine. I think it's interesting though. Top 10, two teams see him as, as a guard in there. I'm just trying to think the teams that maybe need offensive linemen. You got the bears that are there. And you could possibly look at Detroit if they're looking to secure, move some pieces around at the right tackle position. But um, if I'm looking at it, like if you're the Bears, you know, length is a priority at the tackle position. And so for me, like I think Pierce Garansky is awesome. Probably the most consistent, best offensive lineman in this draft. But just not the tackle that the Bears are ideally looking for because of, again, those dreaded short arms as P- or Peter King writes in his latest article here. But, you know, teams are looking him, looking at him and moving the inside just like a lot of other people are, and he should be great at that position as well. I, look, if, they're, if they draft Peter Skaronsky, I will be – my reaction will be something like, hmm. And that, you know, it, it's, I'm not going to be jumping up and down. Then I'll scream, mm-hmm. go cats. Then I'll say it makes a whole <laughs> lot of sense. I don't, uh, I, I'm actually, Hogue has been out there yelling Skaronsky the loudest of all the offensive linemen because his floor is a guard and a, probably a very good one. And mm-hmm. to everything that you just read with Peter King, okay. You know, a, a stud guard at worst case scenario, that's going to help the Bears win football games. So yeah. I don't, I don't think they're drafting Peter Skaronsky from everything that we've been hearing, um, and who the hell knows what they're going to do because they're pretty quiet over there. But it just does not seem like Skaronsky is going to be their guy. Um, but I'm I'm warming more up to, let's bring the Wildcat in. How sweet would that be? And you main out right to uh, right to Soldier Field. Come on, baby, let's go. Which reminds me, by the way, Nick. Shout out to Mike Conlon, who ran into me on the street over the weekend. Just said hello. You ha- you say hello to Carm. I get I take your name, Conlon. Hanging out in the River North area over the weekend, and uh, so we had a nice little chit chat. Conlon, I don't know why you came on my mind when I just got to Bears and Skaronsky, but but a shout out to you. So thanks for saying hello, my friend. You got you know one too there, buddy. Of people, yeah, yeah. I was at uh, Honey Jam in Downers Grove, just having some some brunch with uh, a couple buddies, and I just want to give a shout out to Juan who came up to me, said he loves the podcast, and you know is enjoying everything we're doing at CHGO Bears. But Juan, appreciate that man. He also enjoyed his breakfast there at Honey Jam. If you haven't been, go check it out. They have they have all the all the best things that you can want at about 11 a.m. on a Sunday. It doesn't matter what day. They have great food there, but. Appreciate you, Juan, for stopping by and saying hello. What'd you have, Nick? Well, I had a bunch of stuff, Mark. We got some shareables. They, they weren't appetizers, shareables. We got um, monkey bread. We got some, gosh, I can't remember. Poop. Oh, gosh, Were it's like drinking? fries are at the bottom. Were no, no drinking. No, no drinking. drinking. Just, just, uh, just water. Then I went to go play golf afterwards, though, Mark, uh, in a yeah. golf simulator. Uh-huh. God awful. Like it, I will never allow those videos to surface on the internet because they are they are bad. I need a lot of help 
a lot of help with the swing, a lot of help with everything that involves golf. So well, it, it would have gone better at the golf, Nick, if you had, uh, in, you know, perhaps at least enjoyed yourself with the official beer of CHGO Goose Island, a CHGO supported, of course, by the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. One of our favorite partners, uh, the beer roster extensive with the Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, the 312 Wheat Ale, which I have in my fridge right now. Uh, also delicious, the full pocket pills, everyday beer, what the brewers are drinking. I, I love uh, both the pills and the ale. Uh, grab that ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. <laughs> Got to get the goose. And, you know, Mark, I just want to have a discussion, a nice chat about our good friends at ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, Mark, yeah, is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Uh, uh, yeah, Nick, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sides across the territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. The list is long. But, Mark, how does that exactly – with all these things on this list, how does that exactly work, Mark? Well, Nick, let me tell you. You get an authorized engineer who is a complete stud. He's going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They're going to sit down with you in person or virtually. It's going to take about two hours. And then in the next three to four weeks, you're going to receive a detailed report on your energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Uh, each recommendation, of course, will come with estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and a simple payback as well. If you own a business in particular, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Mark, did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? Nick, you know I did, and that's exactly right. You can schedule it today. All right. Reminder, Bears After Dark coming up tonight. Kevin Warren in the building, which is a huge day in Chicago Bears land. We're going to be asking the question a bunch tonight as to what you would like to see. What's the first thing you would like to see Kevin Warren do. But in the spirit of this fine show, uh, we should get into it. But let, actually, before we do that, before we ask that question, can, Lawrence, we got any super chats that we haven't talked about? Because I don't want to, those who are wanting to get in here, I want you in. Uh, Edward Elric, $10, the longtime lurker, first time donor. Congratulations, Edward. You're in here, baby. We appreciate it. Has Poles and Cunningham have a history of picking a running back in the first and second round? Yeah, uh, they both do, right? Um, with uh, Miles Sanders being a second-round pick when Ian Cunningham was there with the Eagles, yeah. and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. 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 You, uh, for the record on that Clyde Edwards Hilaire pick, he was uh, taken the same year of Jalen Hurts, which uh, the, 
the Chiefs, unlike the Bears, did not need a quarterback at that point because they got the draft right in 2017, and if memory serves, we did not. So there's a there 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 is there is there's two examples for you, Edward. But Edward, listen to me and Nick here. First and second round, this particular draft, it ain't happening. They ain't doing it. I don't think so. But if they do, we'll be here to celebrate it. But it does show that those two guys do value. Right. Or like that their previous teams did value the running back position, highly value the running back position. But you're looking at how the Bears, what their needs are, the holes they have, and ideally what can work best for their team moving forward. Yeah, maybe a running back on day three, maybe the back end of day two could work, but probably not as high as what the previous two, uh, you know, stops for both the assistant GM and and GM uh, would do in this particular well, draft i mean trusted ebner was you know late round pick last year so there's mm-hmm. i mean it's i'm not saying that they're, they're not going to draft a running back i just don't think it's going to be in the first two rounds even though they've got you know let's let's throw 64s in the second round too they've got three picks at the back end of the second round right now so they do have some flexibility if they want to try to go for a playmaker we shall see anybody else in, on the list here at the law uh, from Melbourne, Bartholomew, 499. When is Zach Miller coming on the show to talk about his career-ending injury? Justin Fields, he's a fan, and his new music career. Maybe perform a song. Nick, you got contacts with Zach Miller? Um, I have to check my phone there, Mark. There's so many uh, important contacts in there that maybe Zach Miller's is, is in there. But, uh, yeah, I think his uh, music career is... I don't know if taking off is the right word, but he's 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 in it. He's committed, and that's great to see that he has a you know future obviously outside of football and is able to pursue another passion that he has. And Melbourne, just because you asked, buddy, and it's a great idea, we take suggestions here at CHGO Bears. Uh, like Justin Fields likes country music too. Yeah, so car would be works. better. I've been taking that suggestion a while for uh, the last uh, day or two. And so I'm working on it there, Melbourne. We'll, we will absolutely try to run down Zach Miller. I actually think Hogue has a contact with Zach Miller. And if not, we can find it. So appreciate that suggestion. And, uh, yeah, there there's plenty of uh, time for shows with Zach Miller, which I should tell you, by the way, we our schedule coming up, we're going to continue on our – you know, our draft profiles here, which we've been doing, it's going to be uh, a very, very busy time leading mm-hmm. up to the draft. Uh, we're going to be looking at cornerbacks tomorrow, uh, inside defensive linemen on Wednesday, tight ends and running backs on Thursday, Friday's the Audible show, and we're going to have a, a, a mock draft two-rounder coming up next Monday. And for our diehards out there, there is a rumor of a happy hour coming down the pipe here at some point, perhaps this week. So, um, yeah, pay attention on the Twitter. Pay attention on the show tomorrow. We'll confirm it when it's actually confirmed. But I think we're going to do a happy hour, which that's for your diehard memberships. If you are a diehard, you get to hang out with us on Zoom and ask all the questions and just, you know, live the dream. So out. Check it yep. out at all CHGO. Dot com. Nick, as we wrap up here, what do you want Kevin Warren doing on day one? What do I want Kevin Warren doing on day one? He's there right now at House Hall, not too mm-hmm. far away from where I'm at. Um, you know, let's let's start. I mean, what he continuing to do what he's already been doing, 
outside, you know, the, this being his first day, just continuing to figure out how this new stadium's going to look in Arlington Heights. But also, I think, too, now that all the play- players are starting to be there at the voluntary or the off-season workout program, like, this is his opportunity still to kind of introduce himself to new faces that are coming into this organization because he's going to be around for hopefully a long time getting and establishing, like, the continued culture that's already at Hallis Hall from last season. But you don't stay one, Mark. You can't solve all the, the biggest problems on day one, but you can definitely start building it brick by brick right there. Right, Mark? We right and brick by brick the shirts are on the way for those who ordered I am one of those people and it's on the way so I can't wait to wear my brick by brick shirt right here on the show whenever that thing comes in I'll be wearing it um, chgolocker.com if you want to get yourself a brick by brick shirt or any of our merchandise which is awesome and of course if you're a diehard you get that all at a discount this is what I want Kevin Warren doing I want him calling up Ryan Poles not overstepping his bounds and I want to ask, I want him to ask him critically, what do you, what can you tell me about Jalen Carter? What have you learned? You've met with him. He's been in the building. You've met with him twice. Maybe they've already done this. I assume they have. But if he hasn't, I want him to sit down, hear what polls learned, and also just let him know that if he wants to gamble with Carter and or anyone else for that matter, that I 100% have your back. I will support you. You do not have to uh, worry about me looking cross-eyed if you take a guy with a character issue or if you take a guy with um, maybe what would not be per se a a popular position to be drafted that high. Uh, SW Outlander GE with a great one in the chat. Announce hard knocks. That's another one. I would I would be that's another great duty for him and go sit with George McCaskey and say, hey, I don't know why this has been a thing around here that you guys have tried to avoid, but I think it'd be great for our franchise. And I absolutely want to if the if if the NFL wants to put us on hard knocks, we are not going to shy away from that. We are not we are we are proud of everything that's going on in this organization and we are not worried about giving away some minor detail uh, that could possibly take us off chart of being the best damn organization in the NFL. If they want to highlight us, we will do it. I'd love to see that. That's a great one. Same here. Yeah. I like this comment right here. Nova Domus. Kevin Warren better watch the safety videos like we all do in our first day at the <laughs> office. Imagine that just sitting down. Here's what you need to do. Those are such, uh, those are interesting videos. Mark it had a those bunch of different, st- like different, you know, I've had a bunch of little different jobs throughout my years and you always got to watch these little safety videos at every stop. And those, those those videos, um, if I may, Nick, uh, I don't even want to do this, but, uh, those videos are disturbing is what they are (laughs) in in the world that we're living in today. This is how you get out of the building. If there is an active shooter. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Law, I am uh, sending you a oh. text and a Slack. I probably should have slacked it of something that I just want to hit real quick here on the way out because, you know, it was a h- historic day. <laughs> I know. I am uh, his- histor- historic day. It's it's in it's in Slack and it's in text. Okay. But, but uh, so yesterday, Nick. Oh, and I think I know what this is. Yeah. So yesterday at uh, 10.50 in the morning, 
I drove my way up to the, the North Burbs to some junior high school that I don't even know the name of. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was the semifinals of my rec league basketball. And, you know, I have been in and out uh, with, uh, you know, tennis commitments and other mm-hmm. busy life stuff. Uh, so I, you know, I've been out of the rotation, but have contributed some, and I'm also not as perhaps skilled as I once was on the hoop court, which damn it was, 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 was fantastic back in my intramural Iowa days when I led the Windy Hill team, Jordan street, uh, to the, uh, to the elite eight and took on the football team and sped by Tim Dwight, the great power oh. turner for a layup to put us up two to nothing. All that happened. But those days are in the rear view mirror. But there I am in the back for those watching on YouTube oh, with yeah. that beautiful smile for the picked <laughs> off team that took down the championship yesterday uh, as we won the first game and then won the second. Coach Ken is in the middle there with the basketball. He's one of those guys that comes out and just doesn't play at all and just puts the team together. And he put me in for three valuable minutes of the championship game where I – was called for a travel, missed an open three, and in general was just scared of having the basketball in my hand. Once a great point guard, now an aging veteran. But we are champions nonetheless, and you've got to play a role in life. And uh, I am embracing my bench warmer, rec league basketball, (laughs) pathetic existence with these guys who, for the record, with all due respect, there's maybe two basketball players that are any good in that picture. Um, (laughs) And I'm behind all of them, which is, which is embarrassing, but champions nonetheless, Nick, congratulations to picked off. Hell yeah, Mark. I love it. (laughs) I I played some basketball this weekend too. Probably my first five on five game in probably six or seven months at the YMCA in Northbrook. Got to meet up with a good friend, Mason West. We got to hoop a little bit. Shot was off. Not going to lie. Shot was off, but I was dishing out dimes. Being you know, That's that's what I'll do first. Like, if I can't find my offensive game, I'm going to make sure everyone who's on my team is going to get the ball, distribute, no-look passes. So uh, I just got to get, get back to regular playing, and I'll be back to my old self, and we'll be good. Hopefully, on, on your level, winning championships. But, yeah, good to see that, Mark. Good to see that you guys won, and we're able to still be out there. Like we were, there was a guy that was playing and we did a bunch of subs and stuff, which is a little new for me, but he must've been 75, 80, just running up and down the court, Mark. And I'm like, hell yeah. And he told me, Hey, youngster, I'm sorry for the bad pass. I'm like, Pete, you're, you're, you know, you're 75, 80 years old. This is amazing. It's okay. That it was a low pass, but he had the game winning shot in one of our games. Go Pete. And that just kind of shows a dedication and that you could still hoop regardless of the age. Yeah, and I don't want to defend myself against the chat, but just let me let just 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 for the damn ass record. You know, the Bulls used to hoop at, at good old multiplex back in the day before they built their own Birdo Center practice court and now at the Advocate Center in the city. And young Carm in his college career would be on that court in the summertime when Bulls would play pickup. And BJ's coming down the court. I'm running with him. And Armstrong kicks it to Carm on the right wing. And I rise up to shoot it. While that ball's in the air, you know what BJ said? Yeah, that's right. He said 8-4. He counted that bucket before he went in because he knew that Carm was going to drain that shot. So don't, 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 don't get it twisted now. I may be a backup at this particular veteran age. But I still, for the record, if I started playing every day, I'd get that thing back, and I might just do it. So don't 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 be barking up this 
hoop court, hoop tree. I still have, there's still, there's still gas left in this tank somewhere. I've just been, I've just chosen to put it on the tennis court. Now, back in the day, I could do both. These days, <laughs> you got to pick and choose, pick and choose. It's, it's one or the other. This body can't, I can't, I can't play tennis one day, hoops the next, and then tennis the third. That's just, that's just not going to work. Unless I, you know, completely give up working and just all I do is uh, spend time with a trainer and, and massages and whatnot, which is really what I want to do. But uh, yeah, you got to <laughs> You got to make a living and stuff. All right. We're back for After Dark tonight. Uh, congratulations to Kevin Warren. Great to see him in the building at 547. Appreciate everybody jumping in today. And, uh, yeah, a week from Thursday, we'll baby. See you later tonight. It's coming. So if you, haven't, if you haven't gotten your ticket for the draft party, we would love to see you. You get a, you get a free tea, the, the sweet CHGO tea, and, uh, you're gonna, and, and all you can drink. Take an Uber. Live the dream. April 27th and or 28th. Or come out both nights. 60 bucks gets you in. Joe's Bar, 940 West Weed Street. Hope to see you there. Nick. Mark. Have fun with you, buddy. It was a good time. I'll see you later tonight. We'll see you later tonight. Thank you, Lawrence. Have a great day, everybody.